This is the I'm Stuff Podcast, a podcast about eating disorders, disordered eating, body image, and mental health. I'm your host, Queenie June Borgman, and today's episode, episode 11 of season 5, we're talking about treatment versus recovery. Okay guys, this episode is treatment versus recovery, and this episode 11 already from this season of season 5, the more psychology-based season if i can say so um and i think if you've seen the stories there will be a few guests on the episode as well but for now we're just gonna stick to me and my talking that you're so used to i hope at least um little info on how where i'm recording is i'm basically sitting in my car at the parking lot of the house of my parents where i have been chilling for over a month um mainly because um i didn't felt well and you know if you are in that privilege of not feeling well and have a house of you know of parents where you can be with um i would say and they do comfort you in some weather uh, make use of it so i was there for quite some time actually i'm leaving today and um yeah i wanted to have like a safe space or maybe a not so crowded space to record this episode so i'm not recording this over and over again so that is that little update on how i'm doing um i actually feel a little bit neutral and i don't think that's a good thing though uh but we'll see how it goes i'm you know as i think you all should do live day by day and try to make the best of it day by day for yourself and um yeah we're gonna we're gonna see but i do enjoy thank god doing the podcast and helping people out um when it comes down to this episode this is a little bit 50 50 i can tell you how it is to not be in treatment and be in recovery but i cannot tell you how it is to be in treatment and you know recovery from there because i was very stubborn and i did not want any treatment um i did have some you know little nudges there because i did went to like a social worker did went to a dietitian but it wasn't like institutionalized for 12 or 16 weeks somewhere uh, meaning that i needed to ask my clients on how it was for them um a lot of them will be uh, you know they told me anonymous so i'm not gonna spill their name or they're not here on the podcast but most of my clients that i work with have had a form of treatment or at least have a healthy bmi before i can work with them uh mainly because that's a more safer work atmosphere for myself but also it's safer for them so i asked them you know how was treatment what did you gain from it did you went to you know in recovery or you know did stuff work out very differently and I'm just going to bring you throughout um, a little bit of info. And actually, I'm also going to give an opinion. Yes, most definitely. Uh, you may do with it what you want. But this is what I see when I see people that come from treatment and maybe think that they're recovered or aren't, you know, busy with recovery or stuff like that. So that is that. Um, know that you're always welcome on the pod- podcast. You can DM me to at imstuff underscore com to share your story, to share knowledge you have about eating disorders, disordered eating, body image and mental health, or um, maybe even a little bit more fun. In one and a half weeks, I will be in Rome. So if you are a listener from Rome, because legit, I think they're like, 20 plus countries from the people that are listening to this and you are living in rome maybe we can meet up and do a podcast episode if you want to so and that will be in one and a half weeks so let me know um yeah basically that and let's start the podcast episode now 
So guys, in my eyes, there are a few different ways how to see treatment and recovery. But let me just first start out that when you are going into treatment, specifically those begin steps, often you can see it in three paths that you go there. You're forced, you either were willing, or somewhere in between. So depending on how you go into treatment, it already gives you a little bit of a prognose on how you know, if that stage of recovery is going to be there. Also, keep an account that when you go into treatment, you will go into a place that is the idyllic situation for your problem to be solved. Meaning that there are people there with high knowledge about maybe eating disorder recovery. There are, you know, fast uh, schedules on when to eat, how much to eat. Uh, you have a, maybe an hour in a day or something that you're working on your psychology, mental health. There's restriction on movement. You may move x x amount. There's a socializing part. So it really is like the idyllic, would almost say resort for like 10, 12, 16 weeks with psychology added to it. Meaning that you're in the ideal situation to work on yourself. What is very, very good because that's why we love treatment. But also be aware of the fact that afterwards, depending on how your house situation was, recovery can be challenging. I think a lot of people forget that recovery can be very challenging depending on where you came from. For example, if you came from a house from abuse and you are just put in that idyllic situation, go back to that. Keeping up recovery can be very, very hard. So we have that three routes that you go into treatment and then certain things that can happen. Some people get a little bit nudged on taking care for themselves and that's something what they learn from treatment. At the end of the day, if you went into treatment, either you want it or not, you will have some habits, some traits that you learn there that you are adding to your quality of life uh, to make it better. So you can have that part, you know, it's something you've learned few bits and pieces, although you weren't really in the mood for recovery and you're taking it with you. Some of people get a little bit more nudged. So they really have, have you know, a little bit of the relapse in, oh, okay, recover, no, recover. Well, you know, I'm going to recover, not recover, or just very up and down. And then you have the people that go there and get enlightened and they really go for recovery. So there are actually three groups that you see there. And maybe when you're hearing me talking about this, you're like, oh, fuck, mm, I, you know, I recognize myself. I highly recommend you, if you're listening to this episode, to check out the stages of change. It's like a psychologist's face uh, pattern that you can see when people are motivated and, you know, in which phase they are. And when they're activated, then that's the recovery phase, in this case, for people with an eating disorder. And then you have the fallback phase and everything that comes with it. So that's very interesting to see because um, that basically makes... Yeah, I don't know. It basically makes um, it clear what is happening for you, for yourself, what is happening in your mind. So somewhere down the line, you maybe are in one of those three paths. And please know again that treatment is always a good thing if you are at a good treatment facility, because some of them can be hella traumatizing. So always check the place that they send you to. Um, and... It can go three paths, so either little notch or up and down, or you're going into recovery. But there's something I want to add on, and this is something I see with my clients, and something that even my clients said to me, and I'm happy they said so because they're conform- confirming what I'm seeing, is that recovery actually starts when you're out there. Why? 
again not that idyllic situation you're put back in the place where everything started often and you need to be your 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 own accountable accountability buddy hallelujah on um on making sure things are going to go all right you've planned in your meals you know you're regularly eating you do are are not over exercising you're doing social activities but you're still working on your mental health everything what they prepared for you there you need to bring back to the place you came from and maybe you're even doing work and even if it's simple work you know that is maybe not for the normal people high demanding if you have like a side job you're doing that can cost a lot of energy and you should be damn proud of yourself if you're doing that during your eating disorder or during anything that you're recovering from uh, or managing so for example codependency borderline or stuff like that because for a mind that is that much consumed uh, and cloudy and foggy doing work for example like I don't know like being like a delivery person or maybe just working in the supermarket or uh, working at a postal office I'm just saying something those things are in general public eyes not that consuming for the mind but it can be very consuming for a person that has a lot ongoing in the mind so first of all be hella 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 proud of yourself that you're doing stuff and secondly um, you need to keep up several balls in the air just like the general public does on being a functional human being like society wants to see and i often disagree with what society wants to see but okay but meaning that actually recovery starts there because then you're being put to the test when we look at you know the the sequence of treatment uh on what you've learned is it something you still can put to use and that's very important because there is the recovery part for most of us that went to treatment also and i think that's very important to say as well you don't need to do this for a hundred percent 150 percent 180 percent if you are a person with an eating disorder listening to this with high perfectionism um you know recovery isn't like they say one straight line and recovery um there's not one way how to do it i mean if i look at myself how recovery went i think i had like three or four fallbacks um of course i would like to recover in once and maybe have like an eating disorder for only like two years but eventually it took me seven years and four fallbacks and god knows what um but i did get there in the end but some people just have a little bit of a harder learning path than the others um and that's not a problem so if you're listening to this and you're like i got to have recovery perfect or i need to have my life put in the way just like i came out from the treatment facility no you do not have to do that you need to make a conscious effort to do so and not let the eating disorder win because at the end of the day the eating disorder is just a very big coping strategy that a lot of us have shared and somehow in our subconscious nature mind this is a way to deal with hard situations but at the end of the day it doesn't help you a ton at all it doesn't and that perfectionism it's just another way of the eating disorder to sabotage your uh, healing, basically. So that is that part when it comes down to treatment and recovery and how that path can go. So I'm giving you a really realistic like insight on how that can go. If you're a person that is now searching for treatment and you want to go to a facility, I would always recommend you just to walk, if it's possible, just view it for two, three days and see how it goes. 
and um always look at the reviews always ask other people how it was there but also you know go there in with a little bit of an open mind as in how they're doing it um at the end of the day and it's a little add-on that i would like to give to everybody either you do treatment in a treatment facility or you're doing eating disorder recovery on yourself it's always going to be a little traumatic so it's not just maybe i need to repeat this i said traumatic and not dramatic traumatic it's always going to be a little traumatic because um letting go of your eating disorder it's like letting go of like your twin that is you know stuck to you or something almost it's very traumatic because it was something that helped you out through so many experiences but it wasn't good for you so uh keep that in mind recovery isn't fun always it eventually will become fun but it isn't always fun either you do it in a treatment or without a treatment and that little part of recovery i'm still going to touch upon that because like i said you know treatment isn't the same as recovery in the title of this episode um it isn't and it could very well be and that's why i'm saying this to you because this is the last part of this episode and i want to address is that sometimes you come in a treatment facility and they couldn't help you and they couldn't you know ignite that spark of recovery into you and they would say and maybe you tried one two three times at different places and in dutch they would say you bent uitbehandeld or in english they would say you're done we can't help you you're just not uh you know manageable we cannot fix you you're broken basically they're saying that and if there's something that i hate from medical care people that are doing that is that they are deciding to you or for you what your quality is what your word is what your capability is of going into recovery and although some people are far more harder than other people it's actually their lacking and it's not you you who are lacking you can recover anytime you want to when you want to how you want to you're not broken you're not problematic you're not you know whatever you can call it it's just they're lacking to be honest in how they've treated you and they maybe thought that this pat that they've written out 10 or 15 years ago or this way of helping out with people with eating disorders is the way to go while that maybe isn't the way for you to deal with and to go with so if you're listening to this by all means if you go out of a treatment facility even it's one even it's 10 and they say you know you're not helpable you're not blah 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 they're full of crap you are helpable you are you know sustainable normal perfectly human being but maybe what they presented was something that fitted for you and maybe it's a good thing to if you're listening to this and you have been in a situation to think about really what you need in the situation you're in and this is maybe a little bit you know hard to say don't be passive about it i've seen a lot of people that put their disease out of their hands out of their control no it's my eating disorder no it's my eating disorder if that is your attitude towards recovery you will 
be with your eating disorder a very very long time because if you can just always shove it to the eating disorder there's nothing really to to work with it's the same that i have had clients that say you know i can't function i can't work because it's my sleeping problem no 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 it's the sleeping problem no i cannot do this because it's a sleeping problem so basically we're looking for solutions and you're bouncing off the solutions and nine out of ten times when I see people with an eating disorder that have been there prolonged or is very, very, I would say, aggressive almost, the eating disorder, so it isn't there prolonged, but it's very gnarly, um, they bounce off opportunities for recovery. And that is the moment you need to be honest towards yourself on um, you're doing all these recovery things and everything to do with something, but actually you're not fully committed to it. So there's two sides of the story. People that basically think this is the way to go and they're treatment facilitators and they say, you know, you're not helpable because you cannot follow our plan. What again is in my eyes bullshit. But you also have clients out there that are very passive and just blame everything on the eating disorder and cannot you know recover because of that and that is also shitty from their part so if you recognize yourself in the second part i highly recommend you to be more open towards another life because i get it you know chilling with your eating disorder is very comfortable at some point it's shitty because you get stopped in every possibility in your life and everything you want to do either having finding a partner going to school um, getting your driver license um, going out to a park wearing a short skirt or like a short pants or something um, having a nice day with your friends at an amusement park all of those things are on hold because that passive that also is very much influenced by your eating disorder mostly actually but that passive attitude towards recovery and just saying oh it's eating disorder so case closed no discussion that is something that will definitely bite you in the ass so it's your responsibility especially if you listen to this episode to make yourself a list or be aware of the possibilities you do have and do can try out for recovery and don't use your eating disorder as a excuse and if you've listened to this and you still want to do a treatment and you've heard maybe five or ten times or two times three times that people cannot help you bring your own list with your needs what you need that you feel because of past experience can help you out with recovery and what really will not help you out with recovery there's something it's a little side story and then i'm going to finish this podcast um when i had my eating disorder and i was talking with the dietitian or with the gp and he was like i either sent you to the facility or you're going to work with a dietitian um something in my mind just told me and i never have ever experienced with facility treatments or something that i didn't want to end up sitting on a table eating forced times forced moments somebody saying to me you know eat your sultana cookies for the dutchies you know there's certain biscuits with raisins in it and it just something in myself made me so aggressive and maybe it would be the eating disorder or maybe it was my you know my head but i just knew like feeling wise that this wasn't going to be it and i wouldn't recover in that place so sometimes you just know what's going to work for you and sometimes you don't know what's going to work for you if you don't know 
then give everything a chance. If you certainly know what's not going to work for you, specifically if you have past experiences, do not give that a chance anymore because don't go back to something that maybe made things worse. So that is that. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Next week, there's episode 12. Um, I will still be recording that in the Netherlands and episode 13 will be in Italy. So hope you enjoyed this episode. Do not forget to either DM me to at imstuff underscore com. You can post this episode in your stories and tag me in it. And you can be a part of this podcast as well by sharing your experiences, by sharing your knowledge on eating disorder recovery, body image, mental health, and something else I forgot. <laughs> you know what I mean. What's always in the intro of this episode, basically from this season. So enjoy this and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the I'm Stuff podcast. If you would like to know more, you can go to imstuff.nl or to the Instagram imstuff underscore com and start working on your relationship with food today.